What's up, kids? Welcome to Poolside Chats with Dom and Chris, the show where we talk about everything from music production to the spiritual side of music creation. I am Chris. And I am Dom. And here we go. Comfy in your sweatpants. Hell yeah, bro. You want a pair of sweatpants? No, I'm I got, buying my jeans for now. I got extra sweatpants, bro. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a sweatpants surplus going. Oh, we're rolling, Victoria's huh? Secret. <laughs> you know it, bro. That's all I wear. Well, I like the pink line uh, by Victoria's Secret. That's my favorite. I feel that they accentuate my, my calves much nicer. I can tell. I mean, they're looking good on you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I work out the calves too. Um, that That's a big part of it. You have that's to do... First mistake in life. Is it? Oh, working out my calves? Because yeah. <laughs> then you have to drive home and you're like... Fuck. That's true. That's true. That's true. I actually did legs today. It's funny you mentioned that. Today was calf day and quads and all that. All I've that uh, definitely had calves. I don't like... I'll jump rope or something, but... I don't know. I've had like my, I've had to pull over and like work a cramp oh, yeah. out. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't feel very good. It's what it's like to be Dom, guys. In case you're wondering what it's like to be Dom, that's Dom in a nutshell. One time right in high school, I got a cramp in my leg and my mom was like wondering why I was sticking my leg out the window. That's excellent. <laughs> it was like after soccer practice or something. That's excellent. It's the little things, Dom. Oh. It's the little things. Well, we, we are live from Casa de la Continuum. Unfortunately, it's open. Uh, it is open. The table is open. Casa de la Continuum is uh, coming Casa to an de, end. Casa de Continuum. Casa de I don't know. De la, what's that mean? The, the. What's day mean? It's of. No, like. House of Continuum. Oh. So it'd be House of the Continuum. Oh, okay. So House but it just doesn't sound as good when you say De La. I agree. Casa De La Continuum. I, I don't know. You're just ca- saying it. Casa right. De Continuum. Whatever. Matter. It doesn't matter. But anyways, yeah. Um, you know, we had a good year here in this, uh, this facility and we're moving on, guys. We are packing up shop at the end of this year and moving into a new place and resetting up the entire studio and the pool table and everything. It's going to be pretty exciting. So, uh, yeah, we are going to focus today's episode on plugins. Plugins. We love plugins. Dom and I are huge plugin enthusiasts, and we thought we could just spitball and go back and forth on a variety of plugin topics. So, I'm going to take my shot and let Dom take the wheel. Still open. Nice. Yeah, I like plugins a lot, especially like my Safari extension plugins yeah. that like uh, AdBlocker Plus. Yeah. Always nice to be on YouTube and. Yeah. Now I have to watch all those ads, all the, all, all those plugin ads. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> the plugin, those targeted ads for us yeah. for API hardware. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a thing. That's cool. You never, that. oh dude, yeah, I'll set you up. Yeah, please. Two, two things, two plugins that you need for your computer, right. <laughs> non-audio related is some sort of ad blocker. One of the common ones was ad blocker. Plus the problem is that it got sold to an, an anonymous party. Uh, and so, of course, whoever that is gets to choose when it's working right. and not working. Or when to put ads And up so for that you was kind of- For their products. Yeah, yeah. That was like a big upset for a lot of people because it just worked on everything. And then now there's some advertisements are creeping in. So mm. I think it still works on YouTube though. But then um, Flux- Flux the, is great. Yeah, yeah. Takes out the blue light. Yeah. I like harmful that. Harmful blue light. So when you're using your audio plugins late into the morning. Amen. Amen. Then it's these are the things that help you use your audio plugins. You know, I use it on my laptop too. I have it on 24 hour mode now. No, it's still open. 
I have it on 24 hour mode, so I, I have no blue light on my laptop at all times. I see your laptop right now that we're recording on also has the yeah, Flux program. Right, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Um, all right, so I guess we're just gonna break it down and just kind of spitball, go back and forth, talk about some topics that we enjoy and are very near and dear to our hearts. And we really hope that we're able to shed some light on some uh, topics you guys are interested in as well. Uh, just so you know, Dom is solids. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Yes. So plugins. Um, I guess I would start by saying that for me, plugins have taken on a very different life. Um, I used to use them as they were designed. Like I used to look at a plugin EQ as an EQ. I used to look at a plugin compressor as a compressor. I used to look at a saturator as a Which saturator. We all know it's false. Very false. Very false. You never yeah. Look at something and think that's what it is. No. 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 It has to be something else. <laughs> but. What I mean by that is it, it's still an EQ, guys. It's still a compressor. But the way in which they make it into my workflow is completely different. Like, I am blessed enough to have some hardware. And I'm not saying that you guys need to have hardware. I'm just saying that, like, when I subgroup my stems, it's going to hardware. So I have the luxury of using plugins for more creative applications, sound design applications, and production applications. So I'm not relying heavily on, a, a like, a, for instance, when I first started mixing, I was loading up chains with like 10, 12 plugins, right? Just stacking them, plugin after plugin after plugin, going deeper and deeper and deeper in the sound. And now I segregate things in my mind to the production slash sound design phase and the mixing phase. And what I'll do is I'll use all the plugins I want on the production phase to get my sounds gelling and sounding as I feel like they should. And then when I'm getting ready to mix, I'll actually bounce the project down and work from a fresh clean slate with no plugins on and then kind of start from there. So I kind of, in my mind, I separate my sound design slash music production, like workflow and mindset. And then I, I bounce start a new project sometimes, import the stems, fresh slate, and then go mixing approach. Cause like you can use the same plugin for tone, uh, like take an API 2500 compressor by Waves. UA just made one, very tonal. You could use that in, in a sound design context, which would be completely different than mixing. And I think that's cool because it gives the plugins that you own so much more value because you can use them in different ways. What, what do you think, Dom? Do you agree? Yeah. Um, you just think about it more than I do. That's true. Because I, I just kind of throw things where I think it needs them. Nice. Um, and uh, just shoot from the hip, from the gut, from the the lizard brain. Yep, love that lizard brain. <laughs> um, just get into a, a state of randomness while mixing and just, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't know. I mean, you could define cert using plugins certain ways as sound design versus mixing and whatnot. But if someone gives you a track and they're paying you to mix it and your initial idea is might help you to categorize as make you like using these plugins as sound design, mm -hmm. I guess if, if you tell yourself you're going to do it as sound design, does it help you not use them in such a like um, normal way, I guess? Does it like allow you to just have like all? Yeah, that's a good question. I would actually say yes, but instead of saying normal, I'd say aggressive. So like maybe I'm not going to use a compressor as aggressively because oh, I'm see. trying to preserve the original sound of what the artist sent me. Kind you're of really thing. choosing them for the tone of right. the right of the virtual hardware, right? <laughs> like because you know as well as I do, you have the UBK one. Uh, 
plugin and we're both huge fans we talk about it all the time and that definitely has a sound to it but you yeah. know too that you can really abuse that and if you do you're going to change the source audio so if you're working on a client's mix maybe they don't want you to do that maybe they're really happy with that lead synth tone and they're not looking for the ubk1 sound on that or most of the time they probably are they probably are. <laughs> i mean it's such a great plugin i mean you can't go wrong with it. um yeah that it's funny about that plugin is uh in pro tools mm -hmm. they it actually shows your gain reduction no oh, matter really? what plugin you're using oh, cool. on the channel like right next oh, to your right next yeah. to your volume yeah. it shows it that's but awesome. the thing is is like the ubk you're always using it in parallel right but it shows how much gain reduction you're getting before right. you parallel oh and so it looks like it's going like right. down but then it's it's really your it's just showing yeah the full gain reduction before the interesting yeah the drives mixed in so it, at school i would use it because i'm just used to using that plugin and it, people are like why are you using so much compression and like i'm not i have to show them the plugin right and right explain yeah. it but yeah yeah it's no that is funny. a great plugin. no i love it, it speaking of that like what we'll talk about because i want to just like i don't want to talk about this a lot because we talk about compression all the time it seems like um, <laughs> whatever whatever it's, it's all good compression now. Yeah, compression is awesome so the meters when you're compressing are you looking at the meters at all do you give a shit what they're reading if you're getting not, negative not 10, as much no. um some i mean it's really easy to trick yourself in audio mm. and even I've heard um, some of the pro, like in the mastering show, like some guys are saying, yeah, like, or Ian Shepard said, he's even tricked himself a few times mm -hmm. just because you're expecting to hear stuff all right. the time. Right. And I, I'll look at meters and make sure I'm starting to get stuff, but then I'll like just look nice. away. Nice. Um, just because I want to see when I'm crossing the threshold. <laughs> right. Because um, it can be right. really gentle oh, sometimes, yeah, you know, like especially in that stage oh, yeah. when you're saying you don't want to overdo it. No, for sure. That's a great point. The reason I ask is because like, for instance, uh, Dominus mentioned a great point being over the threshold. You know, generally I have an SSL Duende bus compressor plug-in sitting on my mix when I'm in the box. And um, that needle is barely moving. I mean, it's only moving maybe 30% of the song. And that's really what I look for is, am I getting signal? Uh, is the compressor actually doing something, quote unquote? But yeah, for meters, uh, I, I really ignore them completely because I just feel like the numbers are really irrelevant. You know, who gives a shit if you're compressing at six decibels? Unless you're trying to say, I need to compress this sound at six decibels gain ratio. But I just don't see the point of looking at numbers. Yeah, and it's funny about these meters on uh, plugins. Anytime you see a meter that's emulating a VU meter, VU meters aren't fast at all. Oh, no. They're and they're going to get the RMS, um, like the body of your right. signal. But even... If it seems like it's lagging behind, just use your ears because a lot of times your attack's faster than your meter's showing mm -hmm. and it can't actually show the peaks. Mm -hmm. And um, point. so just don't, you use meters to see when it's like really crossing, crossing the threshold if you need, like I tend to do, but don't take it the don't take its word for it like thinking right. you're seeing every right. detail right. of what is right. coming in so so that's a valid point drop dom is dropping some knowledge on y'all tonight man breaking into meters and rms that's <laughs> hey that's not stuff you read about every day and the blogs don't cover this shit i mean this is some good quality information guys it really is yes you got no shot it, it is it is um, so yeah, so, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about a wide range of instruments oh, wow. and that was very, that was great. Dom just made a, a wonderful cut 
uh, in the four ball side pocket ever so gently. Uh, didn't really set himself up for the next shot. Gentle compression. <laughs> uh, didn't set him up for his next shot, but nonetheless, he is winning to this point. So he's sitting pretty um, and he scratched. So I think what I'd like to do for this episode is kind of go back and forth and share a top five for everything. So I'd like cool. to say something like, let's just go with whatever we go off the top of our head. Um, and we'll start with, is that your phone? Do you want to grab that? I don't think that's mine. I don't think that's mine. That's got to be yours. I don't know where mine is. Well, you're obviously an important guy. I feel like it's on the floor or something. Is that? I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll track it down. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I actually, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's oh, definitely it's ringing right though. Yeah. I, cool. Nice. All right. We can just edit all that out if you feel like it. If you don't no, feel like it, oh, I'll leave it in. All right, forget yeah, it. We're going. We're going live here, all guys. It does is show that we are uh, not robots. That's true. Up until this point, not. that was definitely in contention. It was, and and yes, we do get phone calls every now and then. We're semi popular, not really yeah. popular, but people do like us. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So let's start. Uh, top five plugins. Let's just shoot back and forth the category. I'm gonna ask you, and then oh, you okay. top top five that let's you do not five because every three? category is not. Yeah, let's do three. three. That okay. might even three be hard good. for me because I'm pretty simple with it usually all right so. well if you have to repeat yeah. them that's totally cool i just want to try to give our audience like as wide of a range of like cool. ideas to use on let's their do chains. three if you have more didn't awesome. do it doesn't all right. matter all right yeah i'll let's start with with the the all-important kick drum oh we're doing by instrument oh yeah okay cool yeah. kick um shoot um sometimes i'll use the ubk on it i generally try that on UBK! most most things because it just has such good movement um doesn't always work but uh, I like that. Um, oh, uh, of course, the 1176. Um, when that works, it works like a charm. It really tighten up the low end for you. If you're into that sound, no one's really into a tight low end, though. No, so. tight low end. <laughs> Sometimes if, if your kick's a little too what? clicky, though, then it's not going to help with that no, no, at not. all. No, no. <laughs> so it's really good for dull stuff. Right. Um, that's why it's great for... Uh, rock kicks that might not be super in your face yet um talk to cla about that (laughs) (laughs) and then um uh i honestly like a good opto um Mm. just a little bit Mm. i've been really experimenting with that and i'll run it um you can use a any la2a compressor clone Mm. uh Mm. emulation but i'll run it through my actual hardware interesting um i did that and it just because it's really slow, um, mm. and it'll actually grab some of the back end, and it just has it's a, um, what is it called? Something into uh, dependent, source dependent. Like it has right. different settings depending right. on. And I'm just learning that. I totally forgot that LA two A's don't have stuck in stone uh, like ratio and mm-hmm. um, release times. That's right. part of why they're so smooth. Right. But it's cool. Um, yeah. You can push them a little bit, get a little tone out of it. Um, definitely not anything mm. too crazy with it, but Interesting. yeah, this kind of this classic comps there. Nice. <laughs> I mean, nice. No, those work. I'm a big fan of the 1176. There's so many things though. I mean, I don't know. No, I like that's some great. VCAs no, that's on it. That's yeah, a great list. Good, that's a great yeah. list. No, I think I think 1176 is a good, uh, is a good choice. I think that's a great sound. Um, if you need to reduce the clickiness on the top end, I'd recommend a multiband compressor like a Wave C6 or a fab filter pro mb that's a great way to tuck out that 10k 7k or whatever's kind of popping through there and uh i think that you're getting another phone call um but i think that my final plug-in choice for a kick drum would have to be the 
Voice of God, actually. Um, actually, I'm torn. I'm going to split this into two. I'll give you guys a couple more. So I like the Voice of God. It's a plug-in by Universal Audio. It's a subsonic enhancer. So you have the option of selecting the 40 hertz range, 100 hertz, and 200 hertz. And it actually filters off what's below that. So let's say that you select 100 hertz, which is a pretty damn close fundamental in most genres and most you know contexts for a kick drum. And you roll off the frequency knob it's going to, I believe it's at a, a 12 decibel per octave slope, maybe 18. It rolls off the low end too. So it's going to cut out 20, 30, 40, 50, and then sharpen the resonance at 100 hertz. So that's really cool. Um, another plugin I really like is the API stuff by Universal Audio as well. And the um, Waves API 550B. So like I- I you get onto EQs? Well, I'm still talking about kick drum. You said, oh, you said plugins in general. Yeah. That's funny. I automatically went to compression. Compress Dom oh. loves compression. That's all, oh, want, no. all the guy uh, wants to yeah, talk I'll about I'll say my EQs after too. Now he wants to talk more typical. All right. So I cover any plugins from here on. Any, any plugins you're using. But yeah, good job. All right. So Dom's going to share some more knowledge with you guys. He's going to take a shot now. But yeah, um, I like the API channel strip by Universal Audio because it's API and uh, API sounds great on drums. And then I love the 550B on a kick drum. I also use it on a snare just for your guys' own recollection and knowledge because it is a transient, exciting EQ. So it's proportional, uh, which is great. So the harder you put, like if you crank it, uh, let's say 1.5 kilohertz, right? Which is kind of your crackier snare and you crank that on API EQ 9 dB, the higher you push that, the narrower the cue gets. So it really focuses on the transient. So for kick, especially if you want that knock, you can put a notch in at 100 or maybe even 60, a notch in around three or 5K. And man, that thing will just cut in the mix, especially with that API punchy tone. Yeah, I definitely second the API for kicks. Um, yeah, just great. Uh, because of everything you said, then you can always go with the Neve side of things. If you want a little bit more of a rounder low end and uh, just general difference in tone and feel, then go with like a 1073 or uh 1081. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, um, really just being very specific and smart with your everyday like DAW EQ or something like your Fab Filter Pro Q2, which is what I use all the time, can really do you wonders. And uh, yeah, um, I'm done, Chris. Miss, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, I will say, I think it goes hands down. We're only gonna mention the Pro Q2 if we run out of options, but you can throw the Pro Q2 on anything and it's gonna sound great. But especially for, yeah, you're right. <laughs> literally, literally anything. It's it's the it's Dominize Workhorse EQ. It, it's non-colored, it's transparent, it's CPU friendly. Uh, you could do any kind of curves you want with it. It's mid-side. I mean, it's literally everything you could possibly want in an EQ. I think if I had to pick while we're on the topic, oh, let's move over here. I'll I like the Electra, though, too, for like the low end. Electra's great. Electra's great. Um, Electra, it, it, the reason you're, you like the Electra, this is kind of funny that Dom mentions the Electra by Kush, is well, because the Electra is modeled after the API 550B. Yeah. And it has the same resonant bump in the low end. Actually has a, I guess it does have the 550B does have shelf. It has a filter. Right? Yeah, it has filter. It's not so variable. Not so variable. No, the the Kush you can roll from uh, zero to 300 hertz and and pick that point. So yeah, the Kush Audio Electra will be a great substitute for an API because it's modeled after that. 
Uh, I have a API 5500 in uh, the rack mount and a Cush Electra in rack mount. They're both very different, but they both sound great. Okay, uh, I think that wraps up kick. Yeah. Let's, let's talk snares. Shoot. Um, so just go back and listen to everything I said about kicks and apply it to snare. No, um, something that is just a really classic compressor for a lot of stuff, um, is actually the focus, right? Stuff, uh, very snappy. Um, it has that like very snappy VCA uh, type sound. And so you can get the- Are you comp- speaking about the Reds? Yeah, the, Red the Reds series. That's like, really important. Yeah, yeah a the lot. The kind of sound like shit. Um, the, I've never even heard of the other plugins by them. They're not good. Yeah, they're, they're, red, they're the cheaper. Reds for the sure. Red, yeah, the and, Reds um, And they're very snappy. A lot of uh, mixers like putting their stuff in parallel with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that. Something that's fun on snares once in a while for me is the Sound Toys- Devil Lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if it's a really bright you know anything, mo- you know what that's modeled after? Absolutely not. It's a Sure Level Lock from the seventies. It was a peak limiter made by Sure that just obliterated the hell out of transients, and they modeled yeah. after that. Well, it's pretty cool. It does yeah, that. it does that. Yeah. And so that's fun in parallel yes, for a lot of that's stuff. Great. Yeah, that'll add um, some weight. But yeah, that'll add some weight to your snare if yeah. you really need it in darkness. It has an actual darkness knob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why it I does. use that it term. Does. It does. Um, whoa. Geez. whoa. <laughs> 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 Dom almost ate shit sitting, everybody. Yeah. Just so you know, that that was almost well. The stool's like ten right. feet high. Right. It, it is pretty high. It is pretty high. Um, so that's uh, what I say: double lock and um, focus right, and then definitely API uh, yep. a five EQ five. Yeah, yeah. And A would work too. Yeah, I think it depends. Is, yeah, on how surgical you want to get, really, or whatever. Well, but. the A is a little softer, so I mean, if you don't want the transient as pokey, I think you'd want to go with the rounder A. But if you want a little punch in it, I think the B gives you that. Yeah. Um, man, I just always try whatever that I feel like it needs. Um, if you want some snap, yeah, go with the FET VCA. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Tell, yeah. tell me yours, and then I'll yeah. remember some other All stuff. All right, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> well, uh, first off, my 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 true love for snares is a DBX 160. Can't go wrong with that. Um, in the hardware version, they're amazing. Uh, you can get the VU ones, the old school ones. You can get the 160 Xs, the XTs. There is, and we're going to talk about that because I'm going to bring that up right now. Um, so yeah, that that would be my my snap compressor. Very similar to the Focusrite, but dirtier. The Focusrites can be a little cleaner. It have a little more of an upper end pop. The DBXs have like a, a mid-range pop, which I really like. Um, I would have to go with the Sound Toys um, Decapitator on yeah. snare. That's a big, big part of my snare chain, especially in parallel. I just hit that punish button and I leave it on punish. I, I don't even add any gain because the punish thing like just cranks it so heavily. So that's kind of my my snare um, background parallel chain. And then I think um, for an FET, I like the soft tube FET compressor, which is their modeling of the 1176, but I like it because they have a parallel. It. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. They have a parallel sure injection right. on it and a side chain. It's the only 1176 I've ever found with the side chain, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I was racking my brain for a second to see if I could oh, think of another one. I would love for you to tell me because I'd love yeah. to know about that. I was thinking if the IK one did it. I don't but... think so. I don't think any of them do because the 1176s don't. So that's the only model that I've seen that actually put one into the circuit, which is really nice. Um, and then to, to mix it up a little bit, I would say that on a snare, I want a nice tight room reverb, something by maybe Sonics or Lexicon, probably Lexicon if I want dirty, Sonics if I want clean. 
And then a final thing would be a transient shaper. Oh like, yeah. That goes on almost anything yeah, that I, it yeah. just, if it works, it works. Yeah. And the one I'm digging and I know you're digging it too, is that Joey Sturgis one, the transify. Yeah. Is that API looking where multiband good multiband transient. I'm loving multiband transient designers right now. It's like my new favorite thing. Honestly, I mean, it is great. Um, it's <laughs> with all this stuff. It's like, if it works, it works really well. Um, and that's the thing with audio. You just have to be honest with yourself about, and, um, when you don't have a lot of plugins or a lot of different variety at your disposal, then don't worry, make whatever work. But if you have a decent gig bag of plugins, then, um, by all means, be honest with yourself and be be like, is this actually helping the track? Don't need to get that snap from every snare you work right. on. Sometimes you might need a little bit more sustainy snare. Sure. Yeah. Don't always just have a wide Whatever open attack. Whatever the track needs. Yeah. yeah. This is just for, you know, the, the kind of things that I look for. I mean, obviously if I wanted, I mean, we could, that'll be the next topic. Why don't you do this? Why don't you focus? Because we talked about snap a lot for the snare. What do you go with a snappy snare? And then we'll switch it over and talk about a sustainy, more body snare. So let's talk snap. Oh, using? for snap. I mean, yeah. just throw 1176 on it. <laughs> Get That'll that. Snap it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though it's a fast attack, like it, it's never completely slow, but it's never like all the way too fast. Like it seems like no. you're always going to get the transient perfect. out. Yeah. Um, what about sustain? Dude, I just like throw it through a distressor. <laughs> fast attack. What about plugins? Let's keep it. Plug distressor. They have distressor plugins now. So you're talking like the Empirical Labs arouser then? That or um, Slate made a distressor plugin. Oh, they did. I didn't know. Um, Slyfy has their oh, the, the deflector. deflector. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So okay. I wasn't being too specific, but you could use the deflector for that. You could. You could use yeah. the arouser yeah. by Empirical Labs. I love both of those guys, by the way. They're um, amazing plugins. Yeah. They both sound very or different, yeah, you can just get like Splat or some sort of uh, crazy UBK1. Yeah, yeah the that, UBK They have some very sustainy yeah. yeah. um, options on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these are going to be in parallel if I'm doing that for the yeah. most part too. It's hard to get something with like all the tech out of it and a lot of sustain and then actually keep ah, it in. Ah, you have this plugin and you're going to shake your head as soon as you hit it. SPA or the uh, Plugin Alliance uh, Transient Designer. Great way to take oh, out that's the tech the one I and use the sustain most. right away. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the best Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's my favorite. And it's simple. There's an attack knob, a sustain knob. And I love that the new version comes with the side chain. So you can side I haven't really figured that out yet. And I haven't really needed it, but I, it, it's cool. It's cool. It is cool. It, it just adds a movement and a texture, which I really like. Um, so yeah, I think sustain, I'm dropping the attack out on the Plugin Alliance Transient Designer. I'm cranking up the oh, sustain knob. Sexy. Another way, I'm obliterating the transient with a, a very fast compressor like an 1176 or an API style compressor. Um, that'll work out really oh, well. 2500 will do that. 2500 will. UA makes one now. Waves makes a 2500. That's, that's a VCA, but that'll definitely obliterate some transients, give you some sustain. And I think also for sustain, what I like to use is parallel saturation. Um, a free plugin you guys should really check out is, is the SoftTube saturation plugin. It's free and it sounds absolutely great. Um, and then I also like to use uh, tape saturation as well to, to yeah, fill it out. Do it. That'll shave off the top end. I think my favorite tape saturation plugin, I don't use it on snares, I use it on subgroups usually, is the UHE Satin. Really like that plugin. Yeah, plugin. I've only ever used Zebra, the synth by them. Great synth. And sounds great. Um, I'm sure most of uh, UHE's stuff sounds amazing. Um, yeah, for tape saturation, I mean, I think I just have one 
universal audio one the ampex and then i have the one kramer tape from waves waves and to me it just sounds like it's a high-end eq like a high frequency eq Mm -hmm. for the most part that's really all you're doing um, is taming the highs. I mean, of course, they probably have a little bit of like compression algorithm in there, you yeah. know. There's to, like a warming circuit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got mean, a tapey vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't hear it, I don't hear it, I hear it. Right. You know, yeah. and it's, I just, I, it hasn't really integrated into my workflow much. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't even mention Poltex mm. once. Oh, geez. What are we thinking? Wow. Kick yeah, and I, snare. I, I feel dumb. Yeah. Poltech. Guys. Yeah. The, I've uh, recently, yeah, like, Chris has yeah. been using the, uh, them forever. I, love I them. They're I love amazing. They're Once amazing. you start using them, you're going to try them out on everything first. They, they sound so good. I've got the UA collection, the Poltech yeah, collection. I have the oh, legacy, dude, but it's still, regardless. So, oh, yeah. They sound so good. No, there's a lot of great Poltechs on the market. Uh, PSP makes one. Waves makes one. Nomad Factory, actually, that's probably the second in my chain. Everyone makes one. Yeah, they really do. But those are my two favorites would be UA and then Nomad Factory. I I like those a lot. They sound great. Yeah. No, yeah. Pultec, without a doubt, on a kick uh, at maybe 60 hertz or 100 hertz, even as low as 30. Depending on what you're feeling. Yeah. It depends on what you need. Yeah. Sometimes I don't dip with it. Sometimes it sounds amazing to have that dip in there. Yeah. Sometimes I only dip. Sometimes I only gain it up yeah know? no it's it's great and it's passive which is really great so it's not going to alter i scratch it's in that corner over there i know i know couldn't have asked for a better scratch um yeah all right so let's talk toms uh this we'll, we'll do this we'll, we'll just lump this into percussion so this could be you know uh toms it could be like clavs it could be uh whatever you guys generate in your sample packs that you just drop in there that gives you a percussive kind of feel uh, very nice, Dom. Very nice. Um, I would have to say that what I use a lot is uh, multiband compression, so a Fab Filter Pro MB. Uh, I also love the Fab Filter Saturn for Toms. Great way for multiband saturation. Love that thing. It's a great plugin. Um, and then I would have to say for Toms, it would have to be a Mog EQ4 or EQ2 by Plugin Alliance because they allow me to go into 10 hertz, 40 hertz, and 160. And generally, one of those three usually are a golden ticket for fattening up some low end on the toms. Yeah, toms for me are generally just a bunch of EQing and getting them out of the way of other instruments. They take up a lot of real estate and sometimes they're a little bit too tonal. And so I'm uh, I'm generally... Co- Again. Oh, geez. I thought you won. The way you looked at me, I was like, no. Uh, that doesn't help me, though. But yeah, toms for me are an EQ thing, and a lot of times I'm like messing around with the decapitator on them. That'll sound great. Yeah. Yep. Um, just getting, because what's cool about the decapitator is as a tone knob, yep. and you can adjust yep. the saturate or distortion or saturation, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it into a certain frequency range. And mm-hmm. so you can really add some harmonics into mm-hmm. certain areas. And so you can be like, these toms are a little weak or the snare that's really nice to do with is a, yeah. add a little bottom with yeah. that. Not um, to mention you got the Neve mode, the Ampex yeah, mode. Yeah, I love that. You know, the two yeah. modes of the Thermionic, which are all, they're all yeah. great. Yeah, the algorithms are beautiful. Yeah, so I like that. Um, compression's kind of, uh, a, toms usually get compressed with the bus, the drum bus. Yeah. For me, I yeah. don't usually make a point of compressing no. them heavily. If no. I do, like, I don't really care what compressor I use at that point. It's no. just going to be decently snappy. You know, I'm not like an yeah. opto. VCA. Yeah. S- stock VCA yeah. in your DAW would work just like, fine. Like, if I really want to, I'll just run it through a passive 
you can do this in plugins, of course, but I'll just like choose a VCA hardware, like yeah. 2,500 or something. Just give it a little bit of kiss or something. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. just let it get most of the drum bus calm. Yeah. No, I, I think another great uh, Tom compressor is an SSL compressor as well. Yeah. That's a great one. You guys can use the Duende bus compressor. That'll work great. Um, there's also the X comp made by SSL, which is also a great compressor. And if you want a little extra juice, ah. like the saturator, like the, uh, decapitator SSL makes, uh, the X saturator, which is also a great plugin. In fact, if you guys are interested in learning more about SSL, we're designing a course right now. It's like an eight hour course video course, um, that you sign up for and you get all the stems and it's all on SSL products. And it's really, uh, cool because we walk you through like channel strips, compression, bus compression, saturation, EQ, mid side processing it's pretty cool we'll talk more about that later hit us up if you're interested um all right symbols anything high related tambourines triangles doesn't matter what do you do gotcha um hmm this is where i'd maybe tend to get out a tape machine or tape plug-in just because of the at helps take care of some of the harshness and then um I really like, for instance, if it's drum overheads or anything that's pretty splashy, like I definitely will put a UBK one on it to try it out. And if that doesn't work, uh, I will basically give up in life. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so symbols, that's, uh, I definitely like the UBK one on symbols. I just, symbols are always a pain because they're all problems and they're very rarely recorded correctly. And they're it's so in mixing, it's always fun when you're trying to enhance things that already sound good. Symbols rarely seem like they sound good right off the bat. And you're always trying to fight for that perfect space to where they're loud enough, but not overbearing mm -hmm. and not too harsh. Mm -hmm. I like a dynamic EQ on the harshness, harshness range, harshness. the harshness range. <laughs> You take a little of that Q4K uh -huh. um, with the dynamic EQ. So it kind of gets out of the way when you don't need it. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't, the sy I only compress symbols if they're part of like an overhead and they have other stuff. They're right. just part of it. Right. But I don't really get symbols that aren't a part of overheads. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, unless you're working in EDM, I'm talking splashes, crashes, random symbol samples that are kind of like dropped. In I haven't honestly really haven't had to deal with that much. Good. I'll share the, my thoughts yeah, then. Cush um, Audio Clairphonic, guys. Love the Clairphonic. Uh, it's a parallel equalizer that specifically treats high-end information in a very buttery way. Uh, oh, I didn't know it was ball in hand. Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, it's your shot. Um, my 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 loss is your gain, Dom. Potentially, if if you can make the shot, and the answer is no. Um, yes, Kush Audio Clairphonic. I also like to use um, something to, to bring up the the low mid body because generally there are some pretty chesty frequencies in there. Uh, basic stock EQ will work just fine. Uh, I also like to use saturation. Uh, I I'm gonna go back to the decapitator again. That's a great one. Uh, if the high end is an issue, I will use a tape saturator or um, to add to Dom's point about a dynamic EQ for two to 4K, if I'm hearing issues around seven or 8K, I will yeah, use a de stuff, yeah. 
And that's that's my I keep it simple, guys. I don't really like to treat the high end very much. It's really just problem solving and light enhancing with a clairphonic or something like that. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk bass. Let's start with um, mm. organic bass, and then let's move over into EDM style basses. Cool. Organic bass. I mean, you can always try starting out with that Poltec. Yeah. It uh, does wonders when it works again, um, especially if you know what frequency your kick's sitting at, and you can really just dip that out and then boost everything below. Yeah. And uh, that is a very tasty technique that's been used for years and we've heard it a million times so i feel like her ears really like that eq curve and uh that is a great way to start um people really like using an la2a or like an opto on bass it just really helps dial in um the playing especially if it's a very dynamic person and that coupled with an 1176 can also do wonders. Um, it's also a very classic chain. If you have been, happen to have a Fairchild emulation, then that will also do really well. It um, will get very groovy and uh, add some nice, uh, if it's a nice emulation, you'll get um, some tasty tone. Chris, what are you doing? Give the dog a treat. Fun. Um, what kind of treat should I, can I have one? Yeah, it's a piece of sausage. You want a piece of sausage? Oh, is it legitimately a piece of, no, I'm good. Um, should I take the sausage? Uh, what kind of sausage is it? I'm bringing some. No, are you eating some? Yeah. Cool. Of course, bro. Here. Sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so I was talking about saying that if you got a nice Fairchild emulation, it can do great oh, yeah. on bass. Yeah. I already said like a classic chain of an LA-2A going into mm -hmm. an 1176 mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yep. It's just, but that's like almost obvious. Once you start doing research, yeah. it's like, that's almost boring because everyone is like, that's normal, but it works. Yeah, um, it does. What, what are some more I got esoteric plugins? I yeah. got one for you. Um, hey. what I use, my dog's eating the towel cause it smells like sausage. Um, what I like to use, I think it's your shot. Uh, no, I missed It's your shot. Wow. Go ahead and win the game. Uh, what I use is a Sansamp uh, plugin. Actually there's one in Pro Tools. Uh, it comes stock with Pro Tools and that's my parallel base saturator. I also have a hardware unit that I use when I'm not in Pro Tools. Very nice shot. Don won the game. Um, so yeah, that's what I use. Uh, that's kind of unconventional to parallel it with the DI track. Um, I also use Poltex without a doubt. Love a nice smooth opto. Um, the LA-2A is a great option. The Brainworks uh, Plugin Alliance opto is also great. I believe it is just called the Opto. Yeah, it's a red one. It just came out. It's really nice. Um, another thing that I like on bass is a Neve style EQ. Uh, because yeah. Neves have a low, big bottom end, so I like I like the 110 preset on the 1073. That's a great one to use. Um, I also really dig a uh, saturator on it. Um, what haven't we saturated yet? No, well, everything can be saturated. Every the kick should be saturated too. Everything can be saturated. But I think I want a, a weightier saturation on this. Um, so I I would want to do multi-band saturation on the bass and do not the lows, but the low mids. And I would probably use something like Isotopes Trash 
or um, the uh, Fab Filter Saturn. Um, so that's what I would do on organic base. If it's a peaky organic base, without a doubt, an 1176 to kill the peaks. And uh, yeah, that's that's really it. I think the best EQ is a Poltec just because it brings out the low yeah. end so nicely. And you have that dip. Um, don't yeah. discount the VCA comps though. Because um, they almost combine... You can you can get flavors of the Opto and the FET uh, just because they're so very. Hey, buddy. Zen, get down. He, his dog really wants a sausage towel. <laughs> he does. In fact, give me the sausage yeah. towel. Yeah. Here, take, I'll, I'll take, take the sausage towel, please. Yeah, throw me that. Ugh, didn't even want to touch it, but I had to. Talk about synth bass for EDM. Synth bass, um, the thing with synth bass. Oh, first of all, before we move on the synth bass, you can't discount your high pass or low pass filter to get it out of the way of the kick if it's maybe a hip hop beat or something where the kick is going to be your low frequencies. Same thing with EDM bass or just synth bass. So for synth bass, definitely going to be using a bit more saturation usually. What's up? I'm like looking all over the house. Oh, I'm like, where is this I know, coming it's from? Wrong, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, synth bass... Um, I'm loving some saturation going back to the decapitator. Um, a lot of times, see the thing with synth bass is it can be very consistent already. And so you don't necessarily need to compress as much as you think sometimes. A lot of it is in the EQ choices, getting it out of the way of that bang and kick. And uh, yeah, what are you doing over there, Chris? Clean up dog poop. You heard it from him. Clean up dog poop. That's what happens when you live in a house with uh, three dogs. One of them's going to not go outside once in a while. It's uh, a risk we take. You know, they just, uh, my dogs just got neutered. So I can't let them run around in the yard because I don't want them to rip their stitches out. So I have to deal with them being inside the whole time. Um, yeah, to, to parlay into what Dom was saying, yeah, I agree with all those, all those things. But I would actually not recommend compressing. I didn't say it. I said I usually don't compress that much. Oh, okay, good. Because good. it's usually very consistent good. compared to it is. like a real player. Yeah. yeah. And I said it's usually more in the EQ choices. It is. Than in Touché. using your filters. Clearly I wasn't listening to you talk. Well, it's hard to listen when poop is around. That, <laughs> like is, that, is, that is true. That, poop. that is true. Uh, I would have to agree with Dom. Yes, I would not over compress. If you're going to use compression, it, it, I would do it more for character. And I would yes. do it more to give your your track a little bit of a vibe. Um, a great vibey compressor, uh, a couple off the top of my head, the Neve 33609J by IK Multimedia, the SSL compressor by IK or the Duende by SSL themselves. Uh, another n drop here for the Kush Audio UBK1, great yeah. on bass as well. Get that saturation. Yep. A lot of different things going on. <laughs> Lots. Yeah, I think for me, a big part of my EDM bass sound is is a lot of our harmonic boosting with EQs, finding the fundamental boosting above that with a, with a dirty EQ. Love Neve 1081s, love API 550Bs. Uh, by Waves, I love um, trying to rack my brain at some other companies we might not have mentioned yet. Um, a Lexicon Reverb goes a long way on an EDM bass because it's grindy and dirty. I like my Lexicons. And last but not least, uh, pick a letter. Give me any letter in the alphabet. 
L. <laughs> L. I already said Lexicon. Oh. Okay. LVC Audio. They make uh, a really great channel strip plugin that I use a lot of times for parallel. In fact, um, it's one of the, we do mix reviews and it's something we talk about in the mix reviews about using channel strips for uh, extra saturation parallel in the bases and LVC Audio makes some really good saturation stuff. Something that's fun once in a while and I, me- I forgot to mention this for cymbals. Um, actually, is it for cymbals? Uh, sometimes just for some percussion stuff is uh, blending in Bitcrush. Bitcrush so is great. Plug and yeah. mix is my go-to. I think it's called the Degradator. Yep, that's something. What it is. And uh, yep. they have a they have two. They have like a distortion one and then one that's made for. There's a lo-fi one too. Low, that's really I great. forget which one. I think it's lo-fi is the one I use. Lo-fi is a good one. Um, so one that has like the telephone frequency you can make too. Mm. Um, in it, it has a sample rate. You can turn down the sample and. Mm. Turn down. You can do a telephone frequencies bandpass, and then it also has bit. And uh, sometimes that's fun to mix in. Yeah, that is cool. I like um, big crushers too. Yeah, yeah. Rarely work in yeah. cereal. No, never <laughs> in cereal unless you're unless they have a mix knob on them. Which unless really you're making chip tunes. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Or Nintendo tunes. All right, uh, let's talk about leads or. Like uh, let's let's break down sins in a couple of categories. Let's do pads, more sustainy, washy mm. kind of sounds. Let's do leads, uh, which are more a balance between sustain and attack, and let's do plucks, which are more attack. So let's start with pads. Cool. Um, for the most part, gonna want that sustain. So uh, just a little, yeah. 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 Um, distressor type plugin for sure. Again, yep. They're they're always great with that. They have yep. just nice envelope shaping for that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can get them a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the deflector for that one or uh, the arouser. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just never out in the foreground. So it's usually, I just try to contrast them with whatever's going on in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. usually they're going to end up being a little dirty. <laughs> so I think um, they sound but, a little better dirty. Yeah, but it depends. Like, because usually you want them to kind of, contrast from whatever's going right. on so right you know what i used on oh this? side widening you know like this the joey sturgis plugin or just in general like you'll get into a lot of mid side processing right. with pads just right. because you usually want your width yeah from them yeah. um we haven't talked about those yet because it hasn't really come up but yeah. on a pad bus yeah like many different whether you're just taking out some mids whether you're using a mid-side eq just to help make room for stuff mm-hmm. in the center channel that's a good point um that's one good way to use those plugins yeah i agree um i'd have to go with a couple each a q choices would probably be a mog eq4 by plugin alliance great low end on that uh kush audio electro would be great on pads um on the most recent mix i did for an artist the trance mix i use a lot of eventide stuff on pads a lot of pitch shifting a lot of h3000 Mm. that sounded great uh, to give it a little movement, a little chorus goes a long way on some pads. Mm-hmm. Really makes them feel jelly and river-like and watery, which is kind of nice. Um, and then I'd say to inflate it, definitely mid-side processing. Um, I like the Vertigo plugin by Plugin Alliance for mid-side work. I think that's great. It's mid-side saturation. I also like the Waves um, Red Series stuff. It's the Abbey Rhodes Vintage Console stuff. They have mid-side on that. And then... Another tonal one that I like um, would probably be for a compressor. It's one that I don't use very often, but it's a great compressor is the Kramer Pie actually by Waves. I like that on pads too. It's a very obscure 
compressor. It's modeled after like this compressor is like fifty thousand dollars for like one mono unit. I mean, they're insanely. What's the brand? It's Pi. P Y E is the brand. Oh, they're out of. The, huh. They're from the fifties. The I've only known two like Kramer is a mixing engineer. Eddie Kramer designed the Waves signature line of the Pi. So it's he's named a mixing the engineer, Pi. right? He is. Yeah. 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 It's one so, of the old school signature series. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that it's it's an oldie but a goodie. I don't like a lot of wave stuff anymore. I used to love a lot more, but I'm not as like stoked on it these days. It's great stuff, but it's just not not as as I think there's other stuff out there that I like more, but I do like that compressor. That's a great compressor. Um, and then just to drop another Waves plugin that's great is the JJP stuff is really nice too. He has Jack a, Joseph Puig. Jack Joseph Puig. Yeah, mm. he's he's got some great stuff. He's got one, um, a channel strip that works on guitars and one for synths or for strings. And um, it's it's a great all-in-one plugin. It has delay, so it has many reverb, plugins. it has... So he is, he's got a lot, but they're well, good. I know Waves in general oh, though. Waves it's like you go through their ton. catalog. Oh my God. Like at least you go through UAs and it's, they just have a bunch, but it's, Oh, I'm done. Like right. Waves is like page after page oh, of yeah. signature series. And oh, yeah. It's insane. It is. I think that the biggest winner on pads for me is uh, a MOG or something to fatten up the low end and then some kind of a pitch modulation, chorus, delay, reverb combination with like an even tight H3000. I think that's that's a really good way to add width to something if you don't want to get into mid-side processing. I think that's a great way to so do it. So what's this Eventide plugin you're talking about? The H3000. The H300. 3000. The plugin's the 300. I think it's the 3000. I'm going to look it up on my cool. phone. Cool. Um, it's the three H300 factory. I think it's H3000. No, because that 3000 is an actual hardware piece. It is, but I'm pretty and sure they, the, the plugin's called the same thing. We're going to find out, Dom. I just wanted to be specific because it's a cool plugin. It is and great. And you get a lot of like the classic even tight effects with it. And uh, I'm I'm afraid that if you search for the th H3000 Factory Ultra, <sighs> boom, Chris is victorious. I'm surprised he got it right because I don't own it and he does. I do. I do <laughs> own it and I know what it is because I use it all the time on my mixes. Uh, it's uh, one of my my biggest effects units that I uh. love and I'm looking up the Sweetwater ad on it right now. Just so you guys know, it is $349 for one plugin. You might be saying, wow, that's a lot for a plugin, but it literally does everything. Delays, choruses, reverb, pitch shifting, octaving. I mean, everything. It's it's great. But yes, uh, that's what I like on my pads. I like I like some uh, I like some modulation. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, leads. So we're talking, we have some sustain, we have some attack. It's a nice balance between the two. These are the cutting, driving, melodic elements of the song. See, this is where I like to go with the like the really beautiful high-end equalizers. Yeah, more tea? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll go for a MOG at this point. Um, sometimes a Poltec will work again as well because it just has great, great filters. Um, that uh what was the other one what's the other high-end oh yeah the kush audio is it clarephonic yeah clarephonic um that will also do wonders the thing with the clarephonic is that you can't overdo it it's really i mean you can overdo it it's really really easy to but i really implore that you do not overdo it and uh, a little goes a long way with that plugin check it out but yeah so i love the mog on it um and then, uh, yeah, try Poltec. Um, if I'm gonna slam it, I like to, I like to parallel leads with a uh, like all buttons in mode. 
um so, 1176 yeah something yeah 1176 or uh go back to <laughs> the distressor or something mm -hmm. for that kind of effect yeah. as well um some good parallel because you want it to be you don't want it to be you don't want to suck all the energy out of it i mean you don't I guess you with the fast attack, you just can't put it right on there. But I like to add some body to leads and stuff by paralleling it in with a fast attack and mm -hmm. kind of fastish release. I like that. That's um, good. And then maybe a little bit of slower attack compression on the actual thing to kind of just contrast them both. Right. And uh, get some of the RMS we talked about. Mm, gotta love that parallel yeah. RMS. I agree. All great fine selections. I would have to say for me, um, I like the, hmm, if I want to add some smack, I'm using a DBX or Focusrite style compressor to add some pop in it. Um, if I want to smooth it out, I'm using Plugin Alliance's Transient Designer. That's a great one to tuck out a little of the attack, bring in a little of the yeah. stain. Uh, if I want to widen this a lead yeah. out, I'm using the Vitalizer 2 by Plugin Alliance. I love that. That's a great- There's a width knob on it? It has a width knob. It actually has a knob that says Stereo Enhance, which mm. is great. And it has Saturation, which is also great. And it has a kind of compressor thing, which I actually really like on kicks that I forgot actually, to mention. Actually, it has a compressor built into it Yeah, too. it's like, yeah. but it's simple. It's like a Titan yeah. or I forget what the other one. I don't think it says loose, but it's something. I think one says Titan, one just says Compress. I'm not. I'm not quite the sure. The other but side. It's the, but it does. It's kind of like the fast attack or slow right. attack, whatever right. counterparts. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a great plugin. When no, it works, it works. It Another is one of those. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I also like to use um, Sonic stuff for leads because uh, their their gear is really clean. So if I want a nice clean EQ, I'm going to use the the dynamic. Or in fact, I would use the whole channel strip. It's called the dynamics and it has this warmth circuit on it that I love because yeah. leads in the box out of massive and syrup tend to be a little thin. So you can warm them up with that. You can really do it with anything though. You don't need that plugin to do it, but I just prefer the, the dynamics plugin by Sonics. It's a really good plugin. And if I want to bring out the top end, I'm using a Neve 1081, I like that. It's a little bigger than 1073. I like 1073 too, but the 1081 gives me one extra band so I can boost 1K, 3K, 5K, somewhere in that zone. And usually that's what our ears are most sensitive to. And if that's like, especially if the song doesn't have vocals. So if the song doesn't have vocals, I'm boosting one to 5K pretty aggressively up to maybe seven or 8K. So the whole thing just pops right out and punches you in the face. Yeah, and I'm usually trying um, kind of like a vocal delay on leads mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. um, to help it sit. Obviously some reverb on there too. Nothing too crazy, but just to help it mesh a little bit as well, just to make yep. it seem a little bigger, just yep. to get some of that stereo width that's actually gonna width. kind of sum to mono. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, but some, it is fun. I've been really experimenting even on snare with stereo width, but very gentle. So mm. you can't really notice when it sums to mono, but when it's, which isn't really that big of a deal if it's organic, but even right. organic snares, um, right now I have my snare bottom kind of wide and then my snare top normal mm. and uh it just gives it like this kind of bloated bigger feeling because it's not like a punchy funk snare or anything right, right. and it's just but and i didn't want it to have so much impact right. and so it just kind of like washes it out and then i reverb the mm. bottom snare as well mm. and it just it just creates That's like cool technique yeah i did that on that mix we both did too it just because oh, nice. it just helps it definitely gives it like a poppier more modern feel because yeah. it's unnatural yeah and you're not used to wide snares yeah but it just helps that's cool i'll try that yeah it's just a little bit 
Yeah, I don't usually widen drums out too much because I no. like to have my drums more mono feeling so I can have the sense that everything wide. But yeah, to touch on reverb and delay, definitely a little each of those. I think my go-to reverb for synths are plates just about all the time. Yeah. Love me some plates. Can't really go wrong with plates. Nah, if I could only have one reverb, it would be a plate. I can do everything I need to with it. I mean, the second would be a hall, and then I would take a room after that. But if you just stuck me with a plate and said all that's well, I could do just fine. It's with so funny because plates have been used so much and that's oh, yeah. the main that's unnatural reverb. I mean, obviously there's analog gear, but they used to build rooms for everything else. Right. A hall. Right. Freaking concert hall yeah that's right. a hall chambers <laughs> chamber yeah, yeah for sure chambers were built like yeah. some of the best studios in the past had their own chamber rooms right chamber bunkers <laughs> they're no, like underground yeah. yeah for sure but it's funny that we attach ourselves to the plate when it's i love that metal yeah. plate dude it's just like the studios to work at Did had one yet? uh yeah it's your shot Really? Yeah, you used to have one, and they had a dedicated room for it because the thing was like literally as big as the pool table. It was nuts. I didn't make anything. So yeah, and for delays, um, I love the Sound Toys Echo Boy. That's that's a, yeah. a favorite that I'll never stop using. Um, I also really enjoy the um, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, what do I what do I use? Um, um, you don't use it. No, I don't. Not the Waves one. Um, um, do you use? I actually do, but not very often. Um, I'm trying to think. I have one more favorite delay. Actually, I it's not even software, guys. It's hardware, so I'm not even going to oh. mention it, so don't even worry about it. Uh, but yeah, I would say Echo Boy, top, top delay. And then if I had to pick one, one reverb, I would say East-West Spaces or Sonic's reverb or dom's favorite the r2 i i, I think yeah. those are the three best um i still need to try out the new plugin yeah it looks great that looks great uh, it's because i haven't bought the phoenix verb which is different than the r2 and the newest one's supposed to be a take on the phoenix verb but mm. better so i'm glad i didn't buy it yeah i'm really glad because they're pretty expensive but um yeah i like the r2 a lot I do too. For um, a plugin, it's great. If Dom and I had this discussion, if I didn't own the East West Spaces, which is I locked, I would sell it and I would buy the R2. But the East West is nice because the R2 is algorithmic and the the East West is convolution. Yeah. So I do like it because the East West was like, for instance, you can pick a patch and it's like a really famous composer and they run through like, it'll say like Neve converters through a 1073, through a Coles microphone. And it tells you the signal path. And man, every one of these signal paths are like 20, 30, $50,000 signal paths. And these impulse responses sound amazing. And it's no tweakability. You get input and pre-delay and output and uh, light filters for low and high cut. And that's pretty much it. But man, some of these presets sound absolutely stunning. And for ethereal style music and something that you want like these big sounds because they're recorded in these massive orchestral halls and everything, man, it just sounds, it sounds good. But the R2 is clean. It has a lot of options. It's way more modern. And I think between the two of those, I mean, if I can only have two in the box reverbs and you gave me an R2 and a Spaces, I'd be totally pumped about it. Yeah, I haven't even tried the Spaces. It's great. Sounds it's great. expensive. No, it's about the same price as the R2. I think it's 200 bucks. Really? For Spaces, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna have to check yeah, it demo out. Demo it, bro, demo it. Oh, I can demo? You can. There's yeah. demos, people. There are demos. All right, we're almost out of time, yeah. so we're going to wrap up with guitars because uh, I think we pretty much covered everything else. Yeah, go for it with guitars. I mean, so Chris has been doing this longer, and he's definitely had more tried-and-true chains that 
he can talk about. Like, I just love, I just experiment like with what I have. I don't have, I'm have quite a bit of plugins, but um, yeah, he's going to have more definite things. Cause I, whenever I think of what I like, I'm like, what did I do on the last mix? Cause it's never yeah. the same, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, go for it. All right. I'll drop, I'll yeah. drop some truth. And then, um, we'll, and then we'll, we'll adjourn. Uh, guitars, guys, acoustics. I like Neves mm, all the way. I can talk about acoustic. Love, love me some Neves. Dom will apparently talk about acoustic. Um, I also love, um, APIs. Give me a 550A or 550B all day long by Waves or whoever else. That's great. Uh, I also love uh, to use, I guess I want something smooth in the low end so I could use a pull tech. I'd be very happy with that. Uh, some multiband compression to suppress like string noise and stuff like that often helps out really well. And I think if I want a guitar to really pop out in the mix, again, I'm going with like an eventide, you know, I'm modulating a little bit with an H3000, adding a little chorus, a little pitch shift to it. And that really does help a lot. I really like the decap, not decapitator. Um, on acoustic, I really like the devil lock in very moderate mm -hmm. portions and definitely in parallel. I mean, it has a mix knob on the plugin and it has to, or else you can't really use you it. I mean, you could parallel it in yourself, but it's nice not having to. And then, um, yeah, anything, I love putting tubes on acoustic guitar. Um, it just has a very, just kind of inflatey feel and it's great. And then I love just the Harrison EQ. Um, and I haven't tried the plugin. You said it's not, as good as the hardware, we both have the hardware, but I still love it on acoustic. Regardless, if the plugin does sound anything close to the acoustic, it should do a pretty good job. It doesn't, but it still sounds good for a plugin. So I would say the Harrisons by Universal Audio do sound really great. And that's and the I, only one that makes it. See, no, most yeah. people don't have UA, and no. so that's. I mean, yeah. that's just what I like because yeah. I. That's what I have used. But yeah, um, is there anything? That's an EQ that kind of stands alone, huh? I mean, it's proportional Q. Mm -hmm. as well but it doesn't sound like an api at all no it sounds like nothing yeah other than itself. yeah it's it hard so that's like a hard itself. one yeah um, but I, I second the notion on tube gear you know any like a manly varimu emulation yeah. by universal audio or uh wave arts actually makes a cool plugin that has 12 ax7 or 12 au7 tubes in it that's a great sounding plugin a classic too. uh acoustic guitar comp as well is actually the la3a Yes, um, that is the one that people love the yeah. most. Yeah, I have actually a vintage pair of LA4s and they don't sound as good as the LA3s, but they are very, very nice. And I would recommend the LA3s for you guys all day long for trans. That's for transparent compression. Yeah. If you want a little bit more edgy aggression, you could go with the LA2A, which is the tube-based version, or you could go with something like... Um, it's another really cool colored compressor. I just read that some people really like PSP distressors on acoustics, but I can just, see that they're kind of a Swiss Army knife, so you're yeah, gonna you get a lot of yeah. But um, I haven't honestly haven't tried it yet because I just never considered it. Yeah, but um, that's something to try out if you have the deflector or yeah. something else. Or the I browser. mean, because yeah. it's it's been one of the latest uh, emulations to really hit the market. Mm -hmm. Is a distressor, mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of a modern classic, and so oh, people yeah. have been wanting to do it right. Yeah, and Empirical Labs just made the arouser, and it's only been out for like four months. And I'll tell you guys, that thing sounds amazing. Like, it's not a distressor. They they advertise it's very different, and it is, but it sounds great. But yeah, I just jumped in. I've had it was one of the first plugins I ever bought. PSP Vintage Warmer, man. It's got a warm circuit. It's got a compressor. Don't like the compressor, but it's there. It's got a great EQ. It's got a fat button on it. I mean, if you're looking to fatten up a guitar, that's a great way to do it too. Are these pubes in here? Probably. Zen. He's uh, shedding right now. So yeah, and enjoy those, bro. Enjoy those. <laughs>
All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. That that gives you literally about a hundred plugins to go demo and check out and see what you like. And those are chains that we're pretty partial to. So I hope we uh, helped you guys out today. And that's about it. Peace. Peace.